Hello and welcome to a special edition of Two Defeats from a Crisis here on the Saturday at 3 podcast network. Um, the reason it's a special edition episode is because we don't have to suffer through Chris Betts' voice for once. Joining me tonight, first of all, we've got Kenny. How are we doing, Kenny? I'm not bad, Eddie. How are you? I am all right, mate. And we're second guest, is a very special guest, not been on for a wee while, and it's Tom. How are you getting on, Tom? I'm very well, mate. Thank you very much. Great to have you back on, mate. So we'll get started. Um, and we're going to start this podcast, unfortunately, reviewing last night's game against Olympiacos. So Rangers lined up with McCrory and goals, Tavernier right back, a centre-back pairing of Suter and Davies, and Barisic at left back, a midfield of Dowell, Raskin and Campwell, and a, a front three of Lamars, Seema and Dessers. God, that was easy for me to say, yeah? Um, Kenny, was that the lineup you would have expected going into this game? No, not really. Uh, I thought Vidvan would have started. I thought Butland would have st- started. Um, was pleased to see Sima and Dessels up front. Um, midfield looked decent, you know, on paper. But hold up, that. hold up, hold up. You were happy to see Dessels and Sima up front. What's Lamar's, uh, Lammers done to offend you here? No, nothing at all. It was just to see Dessels in the... In the front line to see the, the you know the, the the front two with Lammers in behind to see what it looked like. I was looking forward to that. That's all. Sorry, I, I cut you mid flow when you were getting onto your midfielders. I just I knew you didn't really have an issue <laughs> with Lammers. I just wanted to give you a little bit of needling straight off the bat, mate. Quite right, mate. Um, no, I, I, I was quite excited looking at the midfield, but but as I say, we'll go on to talk about that, won't we? So, yeah, um, I, I had a feeling. Eddie, that he would start, because it was the last home game of the pre-season, that I thought he might well start with his strongest, uh, or what he feels at this minute in time, is his strongest 11, um, just to let the fans see it. But no, I don't think he did. Delib- I think it was quite deliberate he didn't do that. So yeah, we'll discuss it. And to be honest, for the rest of the podcast, I'll probably jump from one point from one person and one point to the other but just on this one Tom because you, I don't think we've had a, a great deal of a chance to discuss your thoughts on the team this pre-season so how did you think that lineup kind of did it come across surprising to you we expecting one or two others in we expecting more experimental or or more settled what was your kind of thoughts on that one so um, the team I was quite similar to Kenny I thought we'd have started Butland more so because he needs to get used to playing with that with the defence um, Barisic, I'm, I'm done with. So, I'd, yeah, I'd love to see Ridvan play. Rest of the bit moving forward, not really any great surprises there. We've got to start, you know, rotating, you know, getting some players match fit and just rotate them out. And we you know, keep getting an eye on Kilmarnock as well. And that awful pitch that I'm sure we'll cover off at some point. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair assessment. I think I even said on the last pod, I was expecting kind of the lineup that we would start the league um, campaign or the Champions League campaign with. So, um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a surprise all round I guess but we'll move on to the game um, and we and Rangers started off quite bright Nico Raskin with a wonderful effort in the fourth minute and um, Kenny what was your kind of thoughts on that one and how we started uh, well I thought we started really quite well first 10 minutes 15 minutes or so I thought we, we were all right I thought we um, were passing the ball quite well we were trying to get forward uh, and I, I must admit, as soon as he hit that, uh, the young boy Raskin, I thought it was going in. I uh, uh, thought the keeper made a little bit of a uh, save for the cameras a little bit. I think he had it well covered. But I th- I, as he hit, 
as Raskin hit it, I thought it was going in. I thought it was a great strike uh, on the volley from about, what, 30, 30-odd yards. It was a great strike. Real, really good technique from him, I thought. Um, and I thought we started quite well, to be fair, but uh, we'll discuss what happened from there on, won't we? So. Yeah, you're right. And like you say, the keeper did make a nice uh, TV camera save, but, you know, it was a good effort. And then, um, yeah, it was very much kind of a bit flat for a while. And there's some nice play by Lammers. But then after that, Olympiacos kind of seemed to take control of the ball. Tom, what was your kind of opinion on how we seem to fade out of the game and how Olympiacos seemed to take a bit of a, a stranglehold on it? Yeah, um, it was a bit strange how we, you know, we started brightly, you know, we just mentioned there. I don't know what happened to them. You know, the team, I don't know if it's, they're not, you know, they weren't, just weren't, didn't want to put the effort in, you know, they're just almost going through the motion, shall we say, for a pre-season friendly. But yeah, I mean, we seemed, you know, we passed it about a bit, couldn't really get anything there. So we uh, we just stand off them and the Olympiacos came into it. And before that, they'd done absolutely nothing. So I was a bit surprised. But. Yeah. And um, the goal to take the lead was a bit of a gut punch as well. I think it was just um, not long before the whistle was going to be blown for half time and a bit of a shambles in the defence. It was, uh, yeah, one we probably didn't see coming. Um, Tom, um, what, what, what do you kind of, how does that make you feel well, about the concentration of the team for a start? How many times have we said a defensive mistake has led to a goal? Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I thought we'd control it and, you know, they'd done nothing and then it just seemed to come out of nowhere. And it's, I think it was a bit of a sucker punch. So it was, yeah, it was a, a horrible, disappointing goal to lose. And, and at that time as well. Kenny, it was a bit of a comedy of errors, was it not? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, listen, I, I'm uh, going to be try and be reasonable about it because it's a pre-season game and it is all about fitness, but we we cannot go into this season watching um, the same uh, culprits making the same mistakes. Um, I'm going to name one here in Ben Davis. I, I think he's he's got to clear his lines. He's got the opportunity to clear the ball. He sclaffs it. Um, he then allows the guy to get in in front of him really far too easily. Uh, and then it is just I don't think any of them cover themselves in glory, really. There's no closing down. They're, they're standing off. It's way too easy for Olympiacos. And then it, it's, uh, you know, they the boys got a free strike from the edge of the box. There's nobody really trying to close them down. And it takes a deflection and flies into the roof of the net, doesn't it? And, uh, it, yeah, we've, we keep saying this on this podcast, but we've, we keep watching the same movie over and over and over again with our back line and um it's a it, for me anyway it's it's now became a, a major concern uh going into this season we have to get that sorted um but as tom says really disappointing to lose the goal at the time we did because uh goals change games and whether it's a pre-season friendly or not um I would have been quite happy walking in at halftime nil-nil because they had been the better side. They had kept the ball much, much better. And to be fair, it's just kind of uh, exactly what you what it says on the tin for this team, isn't it? We keep, you know, this team defensively just keeps making the same mistakes over and over and over again. Eddie, and I think we're all a little bit tired of it, aren't we? Yeah, I think uh, once you've seen it, once you've seen it a million times now with this this kind of back four and it's it's starting to get boring you're right so the second half kicks off and um on 51 minutes it's those famous words penalty to rangers kenny was it a penalty 
Well, well, strangely enough, I've seen the, the majority of folks say that it's a dive, but there, there is a, an angle from behind the goal, and there is contact, but if I'm being genuinely honest, Cantwell's on his way down, he realises he's taken a bad touch, and he... No, it's not a penalty. <laughs> it really isn't. Uh, but at the time, I thought it was, I've got to be honest, and having looked at it from that angle from behind the goal, I thought, well, there is contact, so... but. Then when you actually analyse it properly, no, he's he's playing for it, isn't he? Tom, um, I'm not going to ask you outright um, whether you think it was a penalty as well, but given that the majority of people are saying it wasn't a penalty, does that now put a target on Campwell's back, which he already seemed to have, to be quite honest? Yeah, I was just about to say that Campwell had a target on his back from pretty much two games in last season when people realised we've got a player on our hands. So yeah, it does put it does put a target on his back. It's very strange, you know, that other players in Scotland can fall about with impunity to try and win a penalty and nothing said. But as soon as you put a blue shirt on them, then uh, it seems to be fair game. You can say what you want, but so it suppose... was 100% a penalty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I suppose the question for me is, if if we go down the line of it wasn't a penalty, is knowing that you already have a target on your back, being a very talented player playing for Rangers. Is it worth the dive to increase that pressure onto your back in a pre-season friendly, Kenny? I don't think the boy will care at all, actually. Um, I think he's kind of thriving on the fact that he is such a high-profile player. Uh, In Scotland, I think he enjoys that. I think he accepts it and thrives on it, as I said. Um, no, I actually don't think it is. It's not something I've seen in his game in the time he's been here anyway. I think it was just one of those that we weren't playing well, it was a bad touch, and he sees the, the keeper flying out, and he waits for that tiny bit of contact, and away he goes. So, no, I don't think it'll make much difference, to be honest. He's a target anyway, um, and I don't think it's a major element of his game. So, no, I don't think so. Well, I hope not. In all honesty, I think it was a penalty. Um, he's he's earned the penalty. I'll I'll admit that, but uh, I do think it was a penalty. So, um, for me, I'm with Tom on that 100% penalty. I think there's definite contact. That's that's what I'm saying. But I think when you actually analyse the, the 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 actual movement, I think he's on his way down. I I, I think he's playing for it. So whether oh, yeah, it is or not, yeah, playing for Fair it. Enough. I'll say, but uh, I think he's uh, within his rights to the rest of the. The rest of the footballing world do that and would get a penalty like that and you wouldn't hear an awful lot about it. So I have no issue with it myself. Um, rest of the game, not an awful lot happened. Uh, Olympiacos went back in front. Another calamitous defensive display there. Um, Tom, like Kenny said earlier, it's getting a bit old and uh, this is just second one in the same game. Yeah, and yeah, what, what, was, what, was, what were they thinking? What was McLaughlin doing? Just throw yourself on the bloody ball. You know, just... It it's it's it didn't look that it looked it looked savable. He just completely fucked it and I don't know why. It's a good point and um you've gotta be honest at this point it doesn't look like McLaughlin has much of a career at Rangers left. So is it a case of just keeping him in as an experienced third head, especially with the potential of McCrory going, but with no real intention to start him, or is it time for him to move on? I think it's time for him to move on. Especially, you know, albeit and I've caveated all day today. It was a pre-season friendly, but he's not good enough even to be the backup goalkeeper. So you know, we'll keep him as we'll keep him as a, as a you know a third goalkeeper. I, I don't see the I don't see the point. If McCrory goes, and I hope he doesn't, I want him to stay. 
we need we need another goalkeeper, preferably Scottish. But I don't think there's anybody I don't think there's anybody of that ilk around at the moment. And then we look at bringing through one of the kids again. But yeah, get rid of McLaughlin. Is <laughs> it? TLDR there. Yeah, I don't think you'll have too many arguments in that one. A um, couple of changes for Rangers over the next wee while, and then uh, after that, it's just kind of nothing game, really, is it? And and I don't think it was too much to take out of the final bits of it. At the end of the game, though, Kenny Michael Beale seemed to be quite upbeat um, during the the press conference, and you know, he, we all say we shouldn't read too much into it. it's a preseason friendly, but he that was very much the message he was given across. Um, what was your take on that? Um, I was a little bit surprised uh, with, as you say, how upbeat he was. Uh, I, I think most of us were a little bit concerned, particularly uh, defensively. That left-hand side of that defence is is a worry. Let's not, uh, you know, kid ourselves on here. That 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 wasn't good enough at all. Um, I, I, can I just very quickly go back to what? Tom was saying about McLaughlin. Listen, McLaughlin's had his chance last season as number one, and he's he's proven to be unreliable. Uh, and that, to me, it kind of mystified me why Michael Beale brought him on in the second half. Maybe he feels he's got a duty, duty of care or whatever. But um, I would have had Butland on in the second half just to let him, as Tom again said earlier on, get used to the defence he's going to play with. Uh, but but Beale. Listen, I think he was quite honest up to a point. I think he uh, he will probably get those players in today and absolutely rip them apart because of the performance last night. Uh, but again, he's fully aware that you know he's been the 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 week in Germany where they've ran fifty k over the period of the, the four or five days. They've they've been doing double sessions for the next week at uh, at Ockenhowie. Uh, they had a double session on Monday. I think they had a session on Tuesday. And as far as I'm aware, they were training uh, yesterday morning as well. I don't know how heavy it was, but so training on the the, the day of or the the day of a, a night game and then having to play when you're putting that much effort and work into your legs. Um, I don't think he'll be too concerned because he did say again on Saturday after the Hamburg game that he was going to. He was, to, for want of a better phrase, he's, he was going to beast these boys over the next few days uh, to make sure that they they last this season because they're going to be playing three games a week for the majority of the season. So I, I was a little bit surprised at, at how upbeat he was, as I say. But then again, I can understand that it's for 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 our manager. It's all about next Saturday and they're on. Uh, the result is irrelevant. The performance isn't really. Uh, overly concerning to him, I wouldn't imagine, uh, Eddie. But at the same time, it was for us, wasn't it? Let's not get ourselves on. Well, let's touch on that. Tom, a 3-1 defeat to at home to a, a fairly strong Greek side in a pre-season friendly. Kenny's just said, you know, it might not have been too worrying to, to Michael Beale. But for us, it is. Is it for you? Not worrying, No. Was I annoyed? Yes, because I want to win every game, regardless of it's a friend, you know, a preseason friendly or a, you know, a, a European Cup final, Europa Cup final. But I'm not, you know, I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. I'm, you know, I'm sort of firmly behind what Michael Beale said. It was a run out. Just, you know, just get, just get some time in the legs. Yeah, we played, a, we played a fairly good side. We lost. All right, never mind. I'd rather lose that than lose to Kilmarnock in, in a week's time or the or the European or whether you know one of the or the, whoever we end up playing the Champions League. Yeah, I think uh, you're spot on there, to be fair. What was your thoughts on the new signings, Tom? 
they looked okay. I mean, Lammers has got for a big lad. He's got a great touch. You know, um, some, somebody likened him to Brian Laudrup. So I think that was a little last night. I heard some, you know, mention that on Twitter. Was taking, taking it a little bit too far. Yeah, I was going to say or, yeah. or, I mean, or, I'm, or a, or a big bit the, too far. I'm all aboard the Lammers train, but let's uh, let's just draw a line in the sand with that one right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dowell has impressed me a lot. You know, is he is the scouser that John Lundstrom should be? Shall we say? I'm sure I'm sure we'll cover him again later on, but yeah, really really been impressed really been impressed by Dowell. Um Seema just didn't I don't think he got any support and you know what little chance he had he just didn't see him take. And the other guy whose name has completely gone out of my head and I'm really embarrassed now. Desters, thank you. He just didn't get any support. He had no service, no support, so he didn't really do much and I don't quite think he's match fit. And if you're not gonna give him the support, a centre four is not gonna do anything, let's be honest. No matter who he is. Well, talking about support and um, service, Kenny, it looks like Danilo and Jose, um, yeah, I'm just going to call him Jose because I don't want to butcher his name like some of our colleagues, um, they look to be pretty much confirmed. Are you looking forward to them getting in? I am, yes. I really am. Uh, I I think uh, the, the voice of Fuentes looks, uh, he, he looks a right good player. We, we've all seen... The excitement that the support's got um, for for Danilo coming in as well. Uh, both are athletic, strong, quick players. They're um, they're very exciting players to, to see coming in. And you know you've got to be honest and say that I, I personally I want to see Danilo and Dessers together. I think that that that's what Michael Beale's got, you know, as his intention is to play the two of them together, but with Lammers in behind them. Um, and Sifuentes, if we're, you know, if we're one or two short here in terms of uh, Lundstrom's form at, the, at this minute in time, which is honking, there's no other way to describe it, uh, and Jack being that little bit injury prone, I do agree with Tom. I, I, I've noticed the amount of people that, thought Dell had a bad game last night. I actually thought Dell had a decent game against a very good player in, in their right back. Um, I thought he did okay up to a point. I didn't think he was brilliant, but I thought he did okay. Good, but sorry, go back to Danilo. Uh, yeah, he really excites me. And Sifuentes, the more uh, I've watched him, the more I really like him. I've, I've watched a couple of the you know LA games and he is one right good midfielder. I'm really excited about the two of them, I really am. Can't wait for them to come in. Yeah, um, I've, I've said before, Danilo's the one for this summer that excites me. Um, the other lad I hadn't really heard of till we were linked with. Um, but for all accounts, everything I'm hearing about him is that he's a really, really good footballer. So, yeah, excited to see him come in. Tom, today reports came out that Fashion Sakal has rejected a move to Saudi Arabia. That's... Um, an uncommon report to come out at the moment in the world football. I think that's just him and Mbappe are the only ones that seem to have been turning down the mega money. I think he just maybe wants the opportunity to, you know, swap Bible clubs with Danilo, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I was surprised. I mean, he clearly, you know, he, he clearly thinks he's still going to get a run out at Rangers and he maybe will, you know, he's got, he's got pace to burn. You never know what the hell he's going to do when he's, you know, when, when he's used his pace, but it would be a good option coming off the bench, assuming you know nobody else comes in for him. But. Yeah, I think in the past few years, one of the big problems we've had is we haven't had enough options to come off the bench and kind of turn a game if it wasn't going 
our way and you know he is one of them players that can do that but I think in all honesty for me it's probably a good time for him to move on there's a lot of players coming in um, and you don't want to fall too far down the pecking order but we'll see um, next game obviously is Hoffenheim away um, we're not going to get into great detail about that because not many of us I think know an awful lot about them but I'll just ask you both um, Kenny I'll come to you first how do you expect the lineup to to go on um, the weekend um, when we're playing Hoffenheim? Well, he said something. Uh, Michael Beale said something about, but really quite a telling thing was after the game last night. He said, uh, "I'm trying to remember exactly the way he put it." He says, "The good thing about Saturday is that I won't have to play twenty players and give uh, some of them a chance." Which is, uh, for me, when you kind of read between the lines there, I think he's decided on a number of them that they're not going to feature in his his teams very often. He also mentioned um, something about the European squad and said that that he's due to uh, announce that squad pretty soon. Um, And he said something about players having to miss out and it's the risk they're going to have to take, you know, because uh, they're not going to feature for him. Uh, and I think he's now at that point. I think it was a very telling thing to say for me, where he's basically saying, "I need players out now," uh, and I want. Quite, and I think he wants quite a lot of them out. Um, I, I just feel that we're we're at that stage now with the squad that we do need six or seven of the 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 guys that have been there. Just that little bit too long. Uh, it's we need that freshness about us now, and watching certain individuals like Borna Barris, it's like John Lundstrom, uh, just make the even Ben Davies, who's only been there a year, but making the same mistakes over and over again. John McLaughlin's another. Um, we really do want to get that that change done as quickly as we can, and I think Michael Beals maybe beginning to lose a little bit of patience. I don't know what you guys think, but. I, I got that impression when I was listening to him last night that time's up for some of these guys. Yeah, I think he definitely kind of gave that air and I think that's probably music to a lot of our ears as well because um, there are some that have just potentially overstayed their welcome. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, definitely. There's, yeah, there's some of the there's some of those players we, we, who need to go. You know, Glenn Kamara, have we seen him since uh, since May? Tell me know where he is, even what it looks like. You know, <laughs> What's what's going on? Yeah, he, he needs to go for 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 sure. And yeah, then there are some other ones who yeah we, who can quite who can quite happily leave for my thanks for your time. But yeah, we're not going to miss you. So last question then, Tom. What would be your first choice starting eleven going into the Saturday's game? Saturday, well, I think the defence pretty much picks itself, unfortunately, at the moment. Um, Butland and goal. Uh, tav Tav on the right. It's got to be Davies and Suter in the middle. Suter. I thought done well last night, to be honest. I know we, you know, we're going back to the game last night. Suter, I thought done well. He, you know, he, he caught, cleared his lines. I think he had a slight brain fart the, towards the end, but along with the rest, but he done all right. Davies, we're going to have to play because we've got nobody else really. But you know, um, Balogun, but you pay, we pay three million for the guy. If we can try get, keep him in the short window, and somebody might take him off our hands, so we'll keep playing him. Uh, Yulmaz has to, you know, Yulmaz on the left because I'm, I'm done with Borna. I'm sick of him turning back. You know. Taking it forward, turning it back again, and I think the rest of the crowd were last night as well. Uh, so Fuentes, I'd like to see start on Saturday. 
<laughs> Let, let's just stick with players <laughs> who are actually here for now. Yeah. Oh, that, 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 that goes me forward line all the window then. Um, yep. So I think pretty close to what we seen what we seen last night will be will be um, the starters for Saturday from the midfield forward. But yeah, I think yeah, with a view to that, that's who we'll see starting on Saturday on, on next Saturday as well against Killy. Yeah, to be fair, I wouldn't argue with any of that, um, Tom. Especially with uh, Ridvan Yilmaz coming in at left back because I thought he's there was twenty minutes against um, Hamburg where I thought he was I thought he really struggled to be perfectly honest. Um, but outside of that, the rest of the time he's played, I've actually been really impressed with him, and I'm looking to see him kind of fit more into that starting lineup because last season as well, when in some of the games that he had, he showed real glimpses of positivity and something that we've been crying out for. So. Uh, Kenny, I can't really see any uh, changes to the lineup that Tom's wanted to see there. You? Um, no, unfortunately not. Actually, with, with a couple of them, I've got to be, got to be honest. But um, I would have uh, Yelmaz in at left back, although I'm, I'm not convinced or as convinced as others seem to be with him. Um, Butland, obviously, um, don't want to see John McLaughlin anywhere near a Rangers team again, to be honest. Um I would be sorely tempted um, because of the the state of that that left hand side. I would be sorely tempted to play Leon Balogun and uh, Saturday and see how he does alongside Suter because I've just got we've seen Suter and Davis too often and there's 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 mistakes in that back four when the two of them are together. And I agree with Tom. I think uh, Suter had a decent game last night. I thought he was uh, probably our best player on the night. Him and Lammers, I thought. Um, the midfield, I would like to see. I would actually um, be, I don't know, I'd be quite tempted to uh, try Dowell yet again, but in a slightly different position. I don't know, I just thought there was too big a gap at times between the three midfielders um, and compact them a little bit closer together. Um, and I think it will be a very similar front three, but it, it might be that uh, Lammers looked very, very leggy and he's pl- probably probably played the most minutes of anybody, so he might he might only give him the last half hour or whatever. I don't I genuinely don't know and perhaps play Hadji in there or whatever to see what he can do. I don't know. Um but I've enjoyed watching Hadji being that little bit deeper in pre season. I think he's done quite well. Um and I, I actually quite admired him last night when he I thought he was just going to go and smack that boy that nailed him um, towards the end of the game. And the look in his face, he was livid. Um, and it was actually good to see that he was just up and at him. And I'm not having that. So uh, it'll be an interesting one. Um do agree with Tom, though. I want to see Danilo and Sifuentes in that team on Saturday. So get your finger out, Rangers, eh? Well, hopefully we'll see that um, over the next coming few days. So I don't think it'll be in time for Saturday, I'm afraid. And I think that could be a that's a, gives me a slight problem, a bit of a headache there, to be honest. Looking at that, the What's next that? games up. If we don't if if we don't get them in before Saturday, which realistically is probably not going to happen. Bear in mind tomorrow's tomorrow's Friday. Um, the next game's Kilmarnock on that pitch. I don't think we can put. I don't think we can start them on that or even bring them off the bench onto that pitch. And then it's a European game. What do we do to get these guys into the team? Because we know essentially we're going to need them firing for for the European match. I think for, I think we're fortunate that Sifuentes has been playing, uh, and he'll be he'll be very fresh. Uh, I, I think Danilo looks on fire in pre-season uh, in pre-season over in 
uh, over in Holland. So I, I think he must be just about match fit anyway. Um, but the thing is, as you say, Tom, it is a little bit of an issue. You don't particularly want to be firing new boys into that plastic pitch down there. But I think we want them in. I don't know when, the, is it maybe one of you two guys knows, when it, when is it that the European squad is to, is to be named? Is it Monday or Tuesday? Does anybody know? No. I'm just sorry, I'm having, I'm having a quick Google now. I think it might be Monday. Uh, so don't be surprised if they're here Sunday, Monday. Because I think you'll want the pair of them in that squad. Um, and it wouldn't be a bad thing to start them at the, you know, perhaps one of them are both getting minutes anyway in the first game. Uh, these guys are good players and they're going to improve our team. So I'm just hoping that we get them in in time. And but they're pretty much good to go for the the European tie. Um, it'll be... I, I think for some reason I think it's Monday and I, I don't know why but it'll be Monday or Tuesday and I think the, the pair of them will be in before then but Tom's right you don't want to be playing them on that horrible surface down there because it's a bad if even as plastic pitches go that's a shocker down there isn't it it's dreadful isn't it yeah I would be surprised to see them play in that game well um, all that's left for us to do now tonight then is to thank the listener for joining us um, we do appreciate you all tuning in and downloading every episode that we do we're really kind of starting to make our way in this uh, podcast now and we're, we all enjoy it and you know the more listeners we have the more enjoyment we can have out of that I'm sure both of you agree absolutely it's going really well for us isn't it and yeah we're enjoying it and we're glad that you know, others are sitting there listening to our rubbish and enjoying it too. Yep, totally agree, hundred percent. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. And yeah, if there is any feedback, you know, please please let us know. She, you know, she will cover up how how you can get in touch with us. But yeah, yeah. So if anyone, if anyone does want to get in touch, they can contact us at contact at saturday at three dot co dot uk. It's all letters and no numbers. Um, thanks for joining us tonight, Kenny. Thank you very much, Eddie. Really enjoyed that. And thanks to you as well, Tom. Norris, thank you for having me on. It's always good to talk about the Rangers. You know, we're getting closer to the season starting again. I'm still excited. And, of course, thanks to the listeners. And join us again next week when hopefully our regular um, host, Chris, will be back. See you then.